Hello, Cyclocross friends, and thanks for tuning into episode 321 of Cyclocross Radio. On this episode, we talk about the racing that happened last weekend at Lilla and Middlekirk, but then we get into a, a, a fun conversation where we choose our first team all cyclocross squads for the 2023-2024 season. And we're going to get to that conversation in, in just a minute. The road season, the crit season are all getting ready to start here soon in the, in the coming weeks uh, or already started. And that's a great time to dive back into the other shows on the Wide Angle Podium podcast network including the slow ride podcast i mean they never stop they always find stuff to talk about uh and then also criterion nation will be ramping up uh rob has some cool ideas uh percolating for this year on the crit scene so that's that's definitely a show worth following and also supporting and you can do that by going to the wide angle podium podcast network website which is wideanglepodium.com you can hit on the donate button you can become a member of the network and in doing that you can then choose the shows that you want to support on the network and that really goes a long way for us to continue to do what we do so wideanglepodium.com also uh in Going with what we talked about on this episode, I'm going to be uh, putting a few posts up on the CXR's Bulletin Instagram feed that uh, complement this conversation that we had today with our all cyclocross teams. That's a um, Instagram feed that you may not know exists, uh, but we would love to have you give it a follow and participate in the conversation in the comments on that account. I know not everyone is a member of the CX Hairs Bulletin Slack channel. Uh, To do that, you have to subscribe to it. So you need to be a paying member of the Bulletin to get access to the Slack channel. I know not everybody's in a position to do that. Uh, So this is another avenue where we can have those conversations over on our CX Hairs Bulletin Instagram feed. Okay. It's episode 321 of Cyclocross Radio. We got Michael, Zach, and myself in the media pit. We're talking about Middlekirk, Lilla, and the all Cyclocross teams for 2023, 2024. And we're doing all of that right now. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. We are back in the media pit. It's almost like we didn't leave. Like, uh, almost like we are still in the media pit. We just kept our seats warm. Wait, did Bodie really steal Bill's intro and then you played off of it? I Look, I'm yes-anding. It's like cyclocross improv out here. I got, I got my monitor. I had to switch my computer monitors up when we podcast just because my mic stands on this side. And I actually hadn't moved anything. Sort of worked this way for the one more day after we recorded the podcast. Yeah, it's literally like... It's it's a pit in here, man. I got chip crumb pizza chip crumbs everywhere. Like that reminds me, Bodie, of our uh, our hotel room from Really Red from a couple of years ago. <laughs> by the time we after three nights by Sunday night, 
you gotta have snacks man when you're doing late night edits like you need you need the snacks you need the salty and the sweet treats to keep you going zach you had the diet cokes on the lock i I feel like i feel like snacks are your origin story because like the first time we met you you were bringing right. those uh, Cajun, like, was it Zappo chips or whatever around well, everyone? We, I think we brought Zaps. Yep, yep. And then we You're brought You're like, hey, I'm Bodie. Snaps. Eat some New Orleans potato chips. Yeah. And then, like, a year later, you were in the media pit. So that's truly your origin story. <laughs> that was my way in, was to give Wout some chips. Uh, Sonicant was very confused when I tried to offer some pickle-flavored chips. Uh, but she took them, so that was cool. I think she won that weekend, too, so... Was she uh, more or less confused with your chips than when I asked her to rate the gnar? <laughs> oh my god, that was that is a callback right there. The gnar rating, which then Tom, which then Tom Mason had to like come to my rescue and explain it to her. Oh man, it was a good moment. That was a that was a top jingle cross moment. Uh, so we uh, we got what do we got? We got a good weekend of racing. Wait, wait, wait! I right? wanna I wanna yeah. ask oh, you guys. Sorry. Yep, yep, go. I, I, we'll just get right to it. I mean, in cycling, I know cyclists like to deny, and so many of them like to be above sports that go, are going on. We just wrapped up pretty good Super Bowl. I mean, great finish. You know, it was a, at least the last quarter and the overtime were exciting. So, which of the races this weekend? Which of these two in, in Lilla or Middlekirka was your Super Bowl, guys? Huh. So I didn't watch the Super Bowl, Zach. Uh, well, you can, you were a cycling person. Congratulations. Congrats on being above, no, but I, above I those, 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 you know, sports that you're two, too good no, for. Two things in my defense. One, it's, it's Mardi Gras. So I was out all day on Sunday enjoying the festivities. I came home. Uh, I was able to catch the end of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and there was a playoff. I mean, come on. that's I'm watching that golf. You know, you want scripted drama. They say the NFL scripted. The guy that was sponsored by Waste Management was in a playoff to win the Waste Management Open. Come on. All right. Uh, more more out-of-control partying at the Phoenix Open or Mardi Gras? Uh, the, the vid- okay, I'll say I'll say this. The Waste Management Open, they don't know how to handle their revelers, and the revelers don't know how to uh, manage their efforts. Because we know in New Orleans that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And at Waste Management, you can't be getting that shit-faced at, like, you know, 8 a.m. Like, you got all day long. Like, come on. I mean, so, Bodie, like, because I've heard, right, that uh, Mardi Gras can be viewed as amateur hour. Are you escaping amateur hour next year? And just, are you going to the Waste Management Open? um let's let's see if i can turn another hobby into a sort of pseudo hobby and get a press pass and make it into work or some way but yeah sure not the waste management seems kind of like a good way to start your way into it Uh, what i really appreciate about the waste management open is that they've it's one of those where life imitates art right happy gilmore some of the uh the events there where people are hooting hollering and shooting McGavin says go back to your shanties. Yeah. And they literally made it an event. It took twenty five years, but it's literally like the Happy Gilmore yeah. open and I appreciate that uh, about that. Are we putting this up as episode one? What what was the what's the podcast called? Well I said four speed, but I don't know if that's good. I don't know. There's probably a lot of four used in golf. So I'm workshopping names. If you got any good ideas, Bill, I know you're a you're you're an ideas man. Um, but we, no, we should get back to cross because, you know, the okay. season is, 
It's still going. We're wrapped. We're wrapped. We've wrapped up one series. How about something like one- Eagle Eagles and Bodies? Like Bodies, <laughs> Bodies and oh, Eagles. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Zach, I'm liking where you're going with this. Okay, okay, okay. I like it. You, you could get a relative. Do you have a brother? I have three brothers. Okay, you get one of them in there and you could just do double Bodie. <laughs> That's great. That would be a great scramble name. Thank you, Bill. I'm going to bring that up. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, so, Zach, wouldn't, wouldn't this weekend be more like the Pro Bowl? I mean, probably, I mean, but if but Worlds, the Super Bowl was Worlds going on this like weekend. The- I want, I look. Look, you guys have been selling me for five years on the Swecuary races, okay? You've been selling me on. So I'm just assuming that this is what you guys have been living for. And I've had so many people out there in Media Pit Nation who have been like, bro, get on the Swecuary race train. You should be more excited about this. So I'm just, I'm saying put up or shut up. Like y'all have been saying that this is your Super Bowl, that this is what y'all live for. Bring it. Convince me. So, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that X two O on Sunday in Lilla was the Super Bowl of the weekend because you had the best cyclocross race in the world show her dominance, and then you had a pretty uh, you had a not a first victory for a sort of you know mid packer. Not a, he's not even a midler. I don't know. He's a midler. Niels Vanderpoot made a made a win in a classification race. Um, good, good race between him, Yoris, and Yorin. So, some good races there. So, I'll give that. That's my vote. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got this far, and you didn't say that he Vandeputo a win on the board. That that's yours, buddy. Like I got it. I'm all about Sharon, man. You are the pun man. What could it could it have been a Vandeputian effort? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I guess that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you guys know that they're talking about double bogeys? There were two Vandeputta the winners in Lil. Victor Vandeputta won the U23 race. This is insane. I don't think he's related though. If if the if the oh, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. Um if the podium had been Vandeputta, Ailey, and Vanderhaar, would that then be Vandeputian? In Lila. <laughs> Or can would it have stop, been? We just stop. No, the I gotta just. I have to just tie it all together. Then it would be Lilliputian. <laughs> Hold on, can I do my clap now? That was incredible. Should we just? Should we just wrap it here? I mean, that was amazing. Should we just talk? About, should we talk about? I mean, Van put a big win. Obviously, really excited. So you know, you guys know the answer to this, but trivia. It all starts somewhere, doesn't it? Trivia Zach? question for the folks out Ooh. there. You know, uh, uh, our friends at Cyclocross 24, they were doing a deep dive, first win. So it was his first win in a classification race. Not his first win as an elite racer, though. Uh, where where was, where did Vandeputa, where did he Vandeputa one on the board? All great Belgian careers start in the Midwest. I think that that is what we are learning. We are, I mean, you know, we got Joris and Major Taylor and now Bodie. I think some mountain in Iowa was it, Zach? Some mountain that some some uh, Christmas themed mountain. Yeah, I, cross, I, huh? I mean it was it was the Jingle Cross in 2021 that I guess killed Jingle Cross, but 
it was still a fun weekend, right? It was our first racing back in the U.S. It was really when racing had started back in the U.S. But that that Saturday that Saturday race at Jingle Cross in 2021, uh, part of the USCX series. So he is actually a uh, a USCX winner. Got a ways to go, but if you know if he comes back like Vinny B later in his career, he's already got one one under his belt uh, to try to try to give Vinny B a run for his money. Where do we want to start with this race? So I mean, other than that, we had we had Femme showing up. You already mentioned it. The should we put that on the board now? I mean, you already you already you already declared it, Michael. Is this just by default that she's the greatest cyclocross racer? I, I think that right now. Well, I think that we had some listeners. Make some good points in the Slack channel that they that we were off base. My 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 Vanderpool <laughs> proclamation was was debatable. I mean, I don't know actually because it depends on how healthy Vanderpool is and how his back is. But I, I like this idea that you can put Van Empel against the women's field in any sort of conditions, and we feel that yeah. she's the strongest. So that was. It, Jan Buxton in the in the Slack channel came up with this. That was kind of his, which I I, I like. I know we're just a little bit of a tangent here, but it's the and maybe Zach, you have a different um, opinion on this, but his idea of greatest cyclocross racer right now would be who would you take and bet on in any condition in any condition out there any rider male or female if you had to put them in sand if you had to put them in mud if you had to put them on a benny dorm fast track on a copenberg climbing track who would you say i'm picking that person they're gonna win against anybody any conditions any day right now well let's say let's just we're doing the greatest let's rewind it let's rewind it a week let's say at worlds well so here's the thing though like I get I get where he's coming, but Van Empel was racing against I mean, let's a weekend field. Like Puck wasn't as good this year. So, you know, I mean, she is probably your pick just because like she had no real competition this year. But like if Wout is but if if Wout's racing at at full strength, like so let's say um, I don't know. I mean Puck You're you're on the same path that he came up with. I'm still that you, you you put Vanderpool, you put Wow, you you have a heavy muddy race, yeah, a lot of running. You know, can you guarantee that Vanderpool's winning that race? But like Puck was well. like beating Femme pretty easily on like the like Havra smoked her. I mean, like the races where it was more technical and uh, that kind of thing uh, when Puck was racing well. So I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with Vanderpool. I mean, the fact that like he was just so dominant. Uh, and you know, I mean, he was just like crushing people's souls. But I get where he's coming from. I mean, it would be certainly interesting to see this year's Vanderpool against last year's Wow. That would be interesting to see how many Wow could win off of him. And I don't think it'd be very many. I mean, Vanderpool was just that good. Yeah, I think it's like I, like I said. Once once you see a healthy Vanderpool, I I do think that he can win on any course, any condition, and even with the most healthiest wout, like it ha- there has to be some sort of other factor that brings Vanderpool down um, to make wout sort of a favorite in a muddy race. And usually it was because Vanderpool had issues with his back. So, yeah. I, I do think that Femme, at the end of the season, especially wanting to wrap up this X2O series, just seeing her at Hama 
And then from kind of a little before that, but from there on, she was like putting on her hard hat, clocking in at the beginning of the day, clocking out at the end of the day. And it was like, this is business. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to win this race. Tapping her watch. Let's get this podium going here. Give me my duck and let me get out of here. I and mean, she was just like all business, going out, going to win this race. Stick my hands up, post up. It's like, let's let's get through this. Let's go. And which sort of shows me, A, she's not worried about it. And she's just the strongest one out there. It's like, there's no nerves. There's nothing. There's just like, I got a job to finish and I'm going to go crush everyone. And then it's like, all right, we got other goals the rest of the season here. So let's just, uh, let me get my my 30,000 euros and move on my way. I will say this. There were some interesting moments. I think we've talked about, you know, in our picking Vanderpool, his like his craftsmanship as a cyclocross racer and just how smooth he is. And um, I think, I think there were moments in this race when uh, Lucinda was with femme, that femme just showed how good she's getting at cyclocross. Like they're on some of these twisty sections, like Lucinda was on her wheel and then three turns later, there was like a four bike length gap. And I think that just shows like how smooth and like how good uh, Femme is getting at like the cyclocross aspect. And for me, that just was like this case moment that showed it. But I think we've seen that all year is not only is she stronger than everyone else, she's also getting just really smooth and figuring out like the nuances of racing a cyclocross bike, which is again, as we've discussed, is different than say mountain biking, but it's that being smooth. It's the ability to kind of navigate through corners and carry speed through corners. And, you know, I, I think that's another reason to be worried if you're any other rider is that like, not only is she stronger than you, not only can she run faster than you, but also she's getting pretty darn good at like the technical craft to where you're like, you watch it and you're like, yeah, this is, she's a phenomenal cyclocross racer. Like everyone can learn from watching how she races her bike. First, World Cup mountain bike race is April, second week in April. I don't even know if Puck's going. Assuming she is, how does she do? Ooh, that's interesting because she's posted about roadie season, right? Or the the road to oh, road. Sorry, yeah. And I know that she did Strata last year, was in the end fighting just tons of like really like had at the end. So... Did did she come out of the gate hot last year in mountain biking, or did she kind of did she come in later and then have that charge in the middle of the season? I think if that's the case, that most likely because that the Brazil they're like two there are two Brazil World Cups, and then after that you have a bit of a break until the end of May, kind of normal. World Cup schedule, which I which I like for mountain biking. It's like two weekends in a row, and then you take almost a month off, and then you come back and do it again. So it would be, I will bet, uh, end of May, Nova Mesto is where she uh, makes her mountain biking debut. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, last year she was going for the World Cup overall, but there is the Olympics this year, and I think that that's the goal. And so that kind of makes sense to do maybe a little bit more of a road campaign. She said success last year. She finished, what, sixth at Strada or whatever. So get that base. I I don't know. It just something seemed up. Like she, we saw her in, you know, at Trek, and we were like, yeah, she doesn't look great. And then I feel like for most of the season and finishing the season, she didn't look great. Uh, so I hope that she's well and whatever she does, I hope that 
you know, she's able to kind of like overcome that and build the fitness and then be ready to go uh, for Nova Mesto during that like two month stretch into the Olympics. Cause I don't know. I, from my eyes, she just did not look good uh, at all this entire season. Should we get back on track here, Michael, and talk about these uh, races yeah. for the weekend? I mean, should we, let's, uh, you know, th- th- these were, was this the end of the Super Prestige as well, or do we still have more pre- Super Prestige races? Well, so we have one. No, uh, Super Prestige. It's Super Prestige wrapped up this weekend. Um, X two O. This was the second to last yeah. one. Um, which you know we talked. We talk, actually talked about in the green room last week. Was that Fem was maybe going to do one more X two O and then skip the last one because she had the eight minute lead, and that sounds like that's exactly what happened. She went out and won by thirty seconds and. Her her lead is secure in the overall there. Um, I mean, I do want to mention, though, in that race, uh, Laura Vidonshot, Brand got second, and Laura Vidonshot came up and got third. Just, I mean, her season has been pretty great to watch. Um, if you look at her results, it's kind of funny, actually. Since Benidorm, she's hit the cycle from seventh to first. She's never repeated a result, uh, a placing. She's gone seventh, fourth, sixth, fifth, first, second, third. Um, so I guess maybe next is eighth for her, but hopefully not. Uh, I just, I'm wondering the, the preseason sort of the quote unquote preseason that Laura had, she went to Spain and she Spain and Portugal and rattled off six wins, um, early season Will we see other racers trying that next year? I mean, you know, we've had like Anna Marie Wurst and Montebacher come to the States. Um, but Verdon Shot's like, I'm going to Spain and I'm going to get UCI points and, you know, I don't know, get some mojo, like learn how to win again, be at the front of races. And uh, I think that might have helped her into this season. It's kind of interesting, too, in those Spanish races, it almost does have this uscx feel to it at least on the women's side you look at it and they're like three or four non-spanish riders who are doing these races yeah well she's just got to go back like four three or four years in a row till they uh you know till she becomes a cult hero because i don't know do you think the spanish fans are like yeah how are they they taking that some of the spanish riders be like coming and taking our points uh, you know, but you come going off, you go th- two or three years and then you become like a cult hero. Like Vinny B was here. I, I will bet that it's just that the Dutch and Belgian women who showed up for those races had the same, uh, reception that the international riders had when they came to the U S I'll bet people were excited to see them because it, it legitimatizes your scene. That's the thing, right? You know, you're, you're, you are able to bring in these riders. So it sort of lifts up your competition. I, I, I would bet at this point that they're not stay out of our, 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 our sandbox. Yeah. We saw a Benidorm <laughs> that the, they were pretty excited about cyclocross and they were a lot of fans. I don't want to cast a you know generalization over all of Spain um, and how they uh, view cyclocross. But yeah, I'm I'm I, I agree with Bill that she probably they probably were glad to have her there. But I mean, but but the question here is, I it, I wish she were you know, she won Maldigam and then second and third after that. Is that enough for her to supplant? 
Swakuari. Do we need a new name here? No, because we... And is, she, and is she the candidate for this? Zach is checking results. I mean... Flashing, flashing I, across well, his I, face. I can see it. Hold on. I mean, I, let, me, let me just look at this because the bulletin did an analysis of this. What didn't we? What was what? this called? Did we give it a name already? Did we already? Did we already Dave? Well, I called it Mister February. Like he no, was, but I'm saying. But Laura, I like. Have we have we called the new Verdon shot zone? Is that time after worlds? It's no longer sixth place. It's when you race after worlds. Did I do? I do like this cycle though idea that you got going here. It is pretty wild. One through seven. In yeah, the last seven races. I mean, it includes worlds, every classification race there is, plus the exact cross. Okay, so if you want to do the math, you can. So the the bulletin, we did analysis, and so we looked at just, you know, sheer number of wins in February, and obviously Sven is the leader in the clubhouse with that, because Sven just won so many races. But we did analysis where we said, what percentage of your career wins were in February? Uh, And so at the time, I had written that in 2022. So I guess that was two seasons ago. Uh, Sweck was at 32% of his career wins at that time were in February. So that is why he is Mr. February. So sure, if, if do an analysis... Unfortunately, Laura Verdon shot was stacking dubs back in like September and October in Spain. So I think you're just going to be really hard pressed for her to be that case. Now, I, I, are you guys saying, are you expressing disappointment that Swecuary does not appear to be coming this year? Is that really what you're getting at? Are we looking? I think that's more. Are we I looking think, for the more, new hero? It's We're deflecting. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We, we want somebody to take Lauren's spot here because you know, he, he has been such a fun character to yeah. to follow in the past several seasons and i don't know just not the did he not what we were looking did for did he take a sabbatical is this sort of like a i don't know how you take a sabbatical but still show up did he phone in this season was 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 that one amazing season last year like so much it, it just tapped all his reserves like even mentally that he couldn't sort of like get back in the groove and he just like after like October, he's like, I'm just coasting for the next four months. The wild thing is, you know, you put the guy in sand and he's still like, oh, yeah, I remember how to do this. Right. Like a, a third place is on Hoven, fourth place at Coke side. Uh, but yeah, other than that, just not the not the season. I mean, this Zach, this has to be I, just going you know, quickly do the math. This has to is this his first shutout? Oh, season. Whoa. I believe. I mean, I believe it is. It has to be. I mean, you could always count. That was his thing. That was the, the, that was the enticing, tantalizing appeal of Lauren Sweck is that you could always count on him for like four to six wins per year. You could set your watch by Lauren Sweck winning four to six races a year. And this year he's just been a non-factor. I mean, so the question, like, are we concerned that he's done? I mean, he's, he's getting old. Like, Every year, every year he has been an elite. I mean, from juniors on up, every year he's had at least one win, except for this season. Are we concerned about Lauren Sweck? That's a streak. Yes, he needs. How many more races is he doing? 
It's true. He has to win. Oh, he's got to. Oh, he's got to win the fake race at the end. He has to uh, win. Slutes. Yeah. Slut Springs. Um, <laughs> that Dune Arts is going to come back and win. Oh, now I'm a little nervous for the rest of the season here. His last win was at Slutensbriggs Ustmale last year. Um, obviously, that was a strong. So, I mean, he could, yeah, he could. Maybe he can rally. Maybe he can rally for one last time. Um, yeah, I mean, this is there's no question this year. Squeak, not elite. But I'm asking, I mean, are we concerned that we might ever see Sweck win a race? I mean, he was bad this year. And like, it ain't getting easier. He's getting older. Uh, and the kids like Vanda put are putting them on the board. I mean, I just, I don't, it would be, it's a bummer. It's just, it's hard to face it down that we've just been able to count on Sweck and he's been such an integral character of, of our cyclocross narrative. And, uh, I think there's room, a lot of reason for concern heading into 24, 25. I think if the bigs do stay away as they threaten to do, I think we can, those sand races in the middle of the season. I think that's that's going to be that's going to be big pressure for for Lawrence Swag. That's those are his opportunities. I mean, I was that, concerned when he that didn't win or or Lawrence Swag USCX. Yes, come the, on over. See, okay, Let's I do was this. Deether's done it. Deether's done it, I baby. I was just thinking back to the. I mean, was it Trek Cup when he got 16th and he got the hockey jersey from Slow Ride Pod? He needs some of that Monjo. To, he needs to, yeah, he needs to come back to USCX. You're the next candidate. Vincent retiring, right? Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, someone else, I, Niels is probably going to go to Spain next year. Like, he's going to get in the Laura Verdon shot train. He's he's liking what he's feeling at the front of the race. Sweek, you know, you know, Ellie, you know, all these guys are going to start racing later because the World Cups are being moving. I agree. This is a perfect candidate to come to the States because he has a fan base, right? Like, don't you feel like Sweek has a fan base in the States? I, and I feel like we have... I feel like it's too early, though. I, it's too early for Swecktember. I think he needs another really bad year. And this then is a really bad year Swecktember. for Sweek. But, but, like, but, like, you're still holding on hope. Like, you're still, like, maybe we can rebuild this thing he and needs, we can put it back. To, I think it's just too to early. I don't, I don't think one year... I don't think you do Swecktember after one year. I think you do Swecktember after two bad years, and you're like, let's get a few wins. Let's enjoy some time in the United States, which I've expressed no interest in coming to in the past. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, that's, I'm that's, really... that's what I was going to say. This is a sign of desperation if he does this, because we already know, not a big fan but of making people's the, attitudes the, the change. I, think, I feel like there was a certain Dutch woman who didn't like coming to the States, but then seemed to find herself out here this year. So... You're right. Desperation calls for desperate measures. Okay, maybe one more season. Not don't get injured at the beginning on the B mine cross. Um, Wait, did Sonicant race in the U.S. this year? I was talking about Bakker, everybody's favorite Pakistan. I don't. I was. Oh, okay. She didn't like racing. I, 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 I was maybe making an assumption. Okay. Sonicant did not like racing in the U.S. <laughs> she's, she's like, yeah, weird. I, I was I, offering. Here's her what chips, I'm saying. You know, like she's trying to like get back in the bus. Some guys like, hey, take my fried potatoes. So, like, when the UCI calendar comes out, I'm putting this out to you, Media Pit Nation. 
let's start a hashtag Sweck Temper and like let's let Sweck know just how beloved he is here in the United States. I think if anything is going to push him over the edge, it's going to be knowing that he has a fan club. Someone start up the Mr. Sweck Temper US based fan club for for Lauren Sweck. Uh, let's let him know that he will be loved here, that adulation from dozens of fans will be heaped upon him when he comes to race in the U.S. And let's make it happen. Sweptember 2026. Nope, 2025. Sorry. I Sweptember 2025. So there is a, there is a, um, you know, Sweck fan club website that you can find on the his CX24 uh, profile. And um, everyone is welcome on the supporters bus. So like, yeah, like, yes, yeah, make, make it, it happen, happen folks. Uh, so like, I, I don't know. I wanted to like talk about these courses a little bit. Can we talk about the courses? I found a very, like, it was an interesting dichotomy because you watch middle and you're like, that looks miserable. This like, quintessential super prestige true field racing there's no there you would never ride your cyclocross bike on this except for the fact that someone gave you a bunch of start money and said this is a bike race and you will participate in this race and points and cash will be given out for this uh lilla looks fun as hell like i want to take my cross bike out and just go ride that course uh so i thought it was very interesting dichotomy between like couldn't pay me to take my cyclocross bike on this versus looked cool as shit. And actually would be a race that I would be okay with moving earlier in the season. Cause that course just looks fun as hell. Like really neat course, some cool aspects. You have the sand, you have the, do I ride in the water or not in the water aspect to it? Uh, and middle Kirk, guys, I am proposing a moratorium on, whoop, whoops. on whoops on cyclocross courses. I am, I am proposing a moratorium. I think fake, real someone just needs to get a bulldozer just be the enforcer and be like get this excite bike shit out of here i mean my god like just bulldoze them they don't belong like whoops are cool in like mountain biking or bmx racing whoops are cool in bmx like none get rid of them uh, just get rid of you them you want them to to go the way of the toyo tire um right <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, the Toyotari pumps! That was I oh like my those, god! Actually. Oh man, I, uh, just get rid of them. These are among the worst. I mean, my god, like the muddy whoops, the big ones, the the mid. I, I was only disappointed that there wasn't the super large. And I mean, I did this bit last year. You can, I, I guarantee, I did this bit last year. But I was super disappointed that there wasn't the massive one at the end to just complete the excite bike cycle. <laughs> you know, we had little whoops, we had the mid whoops, and we just need one big tabletop to complete the whoop. So just bulldoze them, get rid of them. You know, turn them into if you have them, like the wooden ones, like I don't know, Hulham or whoever has those, just get rid of them. Or Moratorium or make them have rhythm. Like I, mean, I understand, like it just kind of seems like the the way these ones are designed, they seem better maybe than last year, but they just they stop all the rhythm and like that's just it's not fun to watch. It's it it's a kind of a it almost becomes a dumb feature. So yeah, I, I agree. I want to I want to add. Can I add an addendum to my moratorium? Uh, you're allowed to keep them if they're giant butts. Okay. You took the words. You, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say more butts. There you go. I mean, I think everybody agrees to that. 
I mean, the butts were amazing because it's just it because. But there, it wasn't like here's a section I just need to grind through. There was actually strategy. The butts had strategy. It was like be first, go down the middle. If you're stuck on either side, you may have to dismount. You may have to run. It was actually a dynamic feature on that course. Yeah, I just don't think like the whoops add anything. And I, you know, even the, you know the A's and cross ones just make for cool photography and for a place for everyone to go. Yeah. Um, although I mean, I will say like these whoops were so bad that they added some strategy because like half the fields couldn't ride them. It was like you actually had to figure out how to get up and over the whoops and not like fall off your bike. So. I mean, it did add something to it, so I, I just—they don't do it for me. They just don't do it for me. I, I will say, on the other end of the spectrum, one of my favorite features, or if we go to broadcast corner, one of my favorite shots of cyclocross is the across the lake, across yes. the water shot. Especially if it's—I don't know if they had a cable cam there or how they were tracking that shot. And kudos. To Niels Vandeput, uh, I mean, th- th- talk about the pro moves of pro moves, knowing to attack and we, on that section where you are just going to have this beautiful highlight for for you to just you know put on your reels or or wherever else, where you just saw him set up the move, step on the gas, get that acceleration, pass two guys go out to front, keep the attack going, get into the sand. And it's all just covered so smoothly with that one, one camera across the lake. So that's like, that was, that was even the win. Great. But being able to have that move just memorialized on that camera was even, even better. Yeah, I do. I do love Lola. I agree with you, Zach. It's a course that it like seems so much, seems so fun. You have the power straights, you've got the sand, you've got kind of swoopy up de doos, um, some are dry, some are sandy, some are muddy. Um, and it's, it's a cool looking course. I, I, I'm like, check, I swear the Lilla used to be earlier in the year, but I guess, no, it's always been in February. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess talking about the weekend and overall, I think, you know, in, in this race, we had Yoris second place, um, at, oh God, where's middle Kirka. He got third. Yoris was sort of out front, uh, for most of the race in, in, in middle Kirka. I have a question for the, I have a question for the bearded gentleman here. Uh, he was looking a little, I mean, his beard was not as full. Like he trimmed that baby down. Did he lose, did he lose his mojo? Uh, cause my God, he was so far out in front. It was like, like the, the gap was insane. I mean, he was up by like 25 seconds at one point and like just complete and utter collapse. The larger beard, you know, makes more turbulent air and kind of sort of like breaks up the something makes you more arrow, right? And then he he trimmed it down and he had to use more energy and he hunger flatted. And yeah, he couldn't he couldn't hold on. So yeah, dude, why no Joris, don't be don't be shaving those beard like Yoris is the the he is the Samson of the uh, cyclocross field. You shave that shave that beard off, and he just lost all of his power. Are, are beards like dimples and helmets and on yeah, skin suits? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think, yeah, I think I think I read that. Um, I don't know. I guess looking at Yoris, he, he kind of seems like the new sort of. I don't know. He's kind of. He's like. I feel like Yoris is riding like someone who's like, I should be at the front. I can win races, and I'm going to be the guy to beat. And in both times, he sort of took charge, and and tried to do that. He, he had a, he like I said he bonked on Saturday, 
or just couldn't do it. And then on Sunday he crashed and sort of had to sort of like chase back on and, and Niels is on a good number. But I, I, I just like this. I like a new look, large Lars. I, I, I like what I'm seeing from Joris. I think like we said last week, he's, he's our, he's our Saudi money pick. Um, and he didn't quite, I mean, he didn't get it done. Obviously he got a second and a third, but he's a rider. I just, you know, thinking about next year and world cups maybe being shifted later in the year, who 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 are the riders who are going to come out and sort of be the players in that season? And and yours is still going to be my my pick for that. So did he did he make a mistake? Should he have soft launched the swag? Did he was the was this was the launch of the swag a little what too swag? much? Oh, oh, oh! The swag of like I finished second at Worlds. Like I'm I can beat y'all. I'm 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 here. <laughs> I'm swagging. You know I'm going out hard. Like. I'm taking maybe maybe taking uh, Vandeputo a little for granted uh, at at Lilla and you know he got because he got kind of caught by surprise when Vandeputo because Yoris was on the front he was like trying to stay at the front and like Vandeputo just came in and you saw Yoris was like what's going on here oh I better better follow that move and he wasn't able to so I'm just saying like I like the swag I love Bodie I totally agree with you I love that like he's riding with more confidence and he's like yeah I might be one of the two strongest guys in this field, and I'm going to ride with it. But I'm just saying, man, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to drop the swag, win the race, bro. This also opens up an interesting question for next season. Like you're saying, if it's, if it's too early, that's beginning of season has been Ailey's kingdom for years, right? That's, he comes in, he's kind of the man. And it's always like, how is this going to be the year that he can carry it through? So now we got a guy that's going to be racing from day one in cyclocross, we assume, in in Yoris. So does he dethrone? Does he come in hot at the beginning of the season and and just, you know, come out of the clubhouse leading this and go tape to tape as the strongest Rider I think I think he could try. I think we've seen that no one can do that though the entire time, right? Like unless you're Vanderpool Wout, maybe because um, we see Ellie have his slump. You look at Ellie's results this season, not the quite dominant in the beginning. I think because we had the Tebos and we had the and the Yoris. Um, but I do I do agree, Bill. There is some momentum to build in the beginning of the season, and you get yourself in the lead for these overalls. Like I mean, we have Ellie who who won World Cup, he won the Super Prestige. He's not winning um, X2O, but like, yeah, like, why not? Why not come out strong? Like, so he is, this is the thing too about Ezerbeat. He is in the MVP conversation. MVP? He has to be. Oh, okay. This is, this is the season category. I like this. I like it. I like it. Okay, cool. This is MVP. Interesting. Full season, whole season. I, I do this because I, I wanted like what I was thinking about in the MVP race is on the women's side. It's tough not to go with femme, but if you look at Lucinda Brand, who had a win this weekend, that you know in in, in Middlekirk, like we'll give her a pass for breaking her nose and DNFing Zonhoven, but other than that, fourth twice, worst result of the year. And just consistent throughout. So, what does MVP mean? I mean, is it that's that's kind of the question, or is it a? But when was Fem's first win? Before mm, Brand, you tell didn't me. she win? 
Well, I'm just saying, I mean, she won track. I think she won a race before track. I mean, she's... No, no, no. She's she's untouchable. Oh, okay. That's, I'm not arguing that that she's up there. I'm just saying, I was just looking at, like, the forgot. that's what I was saying. I was looking at Ezerby, you know, well, you're like, oh, Ezerby didn't have a great year. But then you look at the results, you look at what he accomplished, you look at him winning series, and you're like, well, I mean, I mean maybe up compared to himself in other seasons, okay. But if you are a professional cyclocross racer and you look at Ely, Ezerby's uh, season, you're like, sign me up. I'll take it. So that, is this something like, like along the lines of, I mean, it's not, I mean, you, I don't know basketball as well as you guys but like the sixth man award or is it like something like cal ripken you know and all his like i, I was thinking it's almost a cal ripken right, exactly thing, but you so still have consistency like all, all <laughs> cal ripken did was show up wow Uh-oh, i hope we don't have any baltimore uh, shout out to our baltimore fans and you know until the lights mysteriously went oh yeah i was curious uh what our baltimore fans will uh <laughs> i like i like the mvp that. though i like this idea bill that if you create a award that is like okay the you're not you, you, like the most dominant you know the world champions are exempt or they're excluded from this award right maybe maybe we should do first team how many do we have on a team well, that's the thing. I think five, Zach, would you agree five is too many for your first team for cyclocross? Definitely. I mean, what, we've got four? I, I would three. say three. Yeah, like a podium. Yeah, I th- yeah, five's too many. That's just like you're just giving away <laughs> participation trophies at that point. <laughs> Sorry, Celine. <laughs> okay, so first team is the first team with quad squad. Is it four? No, I would podium. Okay, no, we're doing podium. a podium. Three. All right. Yeah. Yeah, because like the most like the most number of riders that you're gonna legitimately have, like the lines are an exception, but if you have a team of three riders, you're doing pretty damn good in cyclocross. And it makes it it make I mean, it 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 kind of makes it's it's the reason when I was doing the heat check, like I didn't want to do eleven. But the thing is like that's when it gets fun, right? You 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 go one through eight and you're like, of course those are the people and you're not gonna argue much about it. It's like who comes in after that? And I think you can get that same effect doing three so you've got you've got femme and you've got brand that's who you're saying but but i mean i think so but then yeah but then who's your third all right but give me bill give us a blind look this up give us a blind resume for celine and puck okay so just go to give us you know I, i don't know give us blind resume wins races done or wins and you know podiums and stuff opps and we'll without without telling because i'm just curious because i can tell you what the vibes are especially the way that one of those riders season ended but like let's do a blind resume all right so you just want me to go results uh yeah and don't just randomize who you go first all right and i'll randomize the one the 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 races do this is an order one three two three two three two two one one two two eight three, and then uh, one one two two three four one two three two three fifteen four three. Do you get a dropper race? Sure, but like, how many wins? Give it like total number of wins. I already know who I'm going to pick. Rider one because I, I, I I'm I'm going to look less at the stats because I kind of know the stats and, and they're, they're pretty close. All right. You got six wins. Okay. 
and four wins. Right. So I'm picking the four win rider because that's Puck. And I just, I just, I'm picking the, what do you, what do you call the, the upside of Puck at this point in this, you know, the upside for Puck is something I want on that team. I've already got Femme, who's the best in the world. I've already got Brand, who is, can race everything and be on the podium seven times. I need the high risk, high reward rider to sort of be that X factor, the uh, quote unquote wild card. I think Puck fits that bill. How much value do you put on World Cup? That's a good question. I didn't think about that. I I see. I would personally not put as much value on World Cup um, if I think the world there's too many World Cups. Of course, I'd say that not as a team manager who doesn't know all the financial details around that. And if there is, of course, the higher benefit with the World Cup, then yeah, I guess you could include that as a factor in decision making, but. Where did Fem Van Empel finish in this year's World Cup? Good question. Um, third? Without looking. Zach? Second. Fourth. Really? She so there's your MVP. Fourth place in the World Cup. It's, now, it's, this is hard. Now, here, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> here's, here's the caveat. <laughs> She missed six races. <laughs> oh, wow. She missed six of them? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's for me, this is hard because I think both Alvarado and Puck finished the season on a major schneid. And so, you know, either one of them are limping into it. So basically, you're taking Alvarado's, basically her October through mid-December, so that two months. So you're taking her run from... You know, she won Rudervorda at the end of October, and then she won Nemur at the middle of December and won a total of six races. Puck, you're basically taking Havra through Zonhoven. So you're taking two weeks. I'm going to go with Alvarado because Alvarado was better longer and was more consistently winning races. But Puck was also just like getting second, right? Like that's the thing. Like she's her ups- like she's closer to the top, just didn't win any of those. But, I mean, Alvarado fin- had one. She finished third at Waterloo, and her next finish that wasn't a top two was World Cup Antwerp. I mean, we were like, we were we were declaring her back. I mean, we were talking, we oh, were talking like that's 2020, 2021. Alvarado being this is back earlier this The quad squad, like, I mean, all four of them, like, yeah. So, but the, so Zach, I'm going Alvarado. Alvarado is my pick as the uh, the third. Third first teamer. Third okay. first teamer. Alvarado beat her in every series. In the overall. Puck in every series. Well, Puck didn't race. Puck didn't yeah, race. That, like that, I'm not worried about that. But I guess. Look, I, you can only race who shows up. Okay. She's also. So Saline won the World Cup overall and won right. the Super Bowl. These Prestige. are, I mean, strong arguments. Yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. The head-to-head, though. What's the head-to-head? It's not pretty. Nine-to-three for Puck. 
I like this. This is a good argument. I don't think there's a right answer. I don't think we can unequivocally say that there's a right answer here. It depends on what metrics. Uh, I'm going. So, so but wait, team, we are. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. But we were talking about this in the. Uh, we we're talking about this in the green room. Uh, it's the sports writers uh, who do these. You know, who nominate like all star team or not all star teams. Uh, you know, the all NBA teams, whatever that make vote on the Hall of Fame. We are the cyclocross media, so we've got one for puck. And one for Alvarado, Bill. You are, I think you're the deciding uh, deciding vote here. So we're we're fine with Femme and Lucinda. Yes, they're in. They're locked. Yeah. All right. Then we have one vote for. Are these? Well, I don't well, know. Are you voting? Question, are you making question. them unanimous selections? Are you voting Femme here, and Lucinda? Here's my question: you, Are you are you all voting for? Femme and Lucinda as first and second. Yes. As far as points. Yes. Go. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that that <laughs> that makes the math easier. Okay. Um, because then it's just one to one. I I I'm I'm going Alvarado. Sorry, Puck. All right. There's your board material. There's your media that pit a, first team. All cyclocross team for the elite women. Bill Bill leaving the face of cyclocross off. His all team. I know. I know it's a problem. I want her to be like the, she uh, is. She is the best thing to happen to cyclocross. She is the most, the best spokesperson for cyclocross. And she, but you know, some true. years you just right. don't make first team. She'll be the, what is the, the, um, Community Outreach Award winner. Yeah, most most engagement. <laughs> helping, the, the Helping Hands Award or whatever. Exactly. All right, so all right, so for the men, all right, so I got to think yeah. about who my votes are. First team, can we? All are, well, let's. Cross. Are we putting Vanderpool on the list? You have to. Well, I, you I have no, to. Well, no, so, no, I mean, you have your votes. Like, think about how you want to vote. Okay. Like, or right, so that's it. So are, is I'm gonna tally. Well, we might need to tally some votes here for this one. Yeah. To so see. right. So are we doing three, two, and one yes. for points? Yeah, we'll just keep it simple. So first, first place is three. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just keep it simple here. All right, I'm gonna write this down. Bill. Yeah. And Bodie. And then Zach. So should we go in order of our picks? So who's who are you guys' top pick? Who's your who are you giving? I'm going Vanderpool first. I'm giving Vanderpool my three points. Okay. Bodie. Yeah, Vanderpool. All right. I I mean I am also giving Vanderpool. All right. So we have a consensus number one. We have a consensus first uh first member of our team. So and I think so what do we have? We have Ailey, we have Uris, we have Pim, T Bars, Lars, Vantornout. I think those are really your choices. Pitcock, Wout. Oh yeah, Pitcock and Wout. Man, if they made the first team, <laughs> <laughs> they are the big three. So, I mean, I think who's going? Who's going next? Uh, we can go to reverse order. Um, I, you guys convinced me. I'm gonna pick Ailey as uh, as my uh, get my second vote. Yeah, I mean, I I have to pick Ellie too. I, I Bill also convinced me. I so in in this case, I am going for the. Overall, I'm looking at the World Cup. It's wild. I mean, it's wild because we were like, Wait, did we you just do, say it's wild? I just heard it's, it's wild. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what I now heard. I just, don't know about you guys. And we talk about 
Ailey, yeah, as I said five minutes ago, a disappointing season, yet he basically won everything that Vanderpool didn't. I mean, it may not, you know, have the most consistent results, but he, he came through when he had to. Brought possibly brought home the most money. No, he didn't because I'm sure Vanderpool did just on everything. But yeah, Ailey's second. Ailey's second for me. So it, again, it comes down to this this third third spot. I mean, I know well, so this this season did tie as an elite, it tied his second most haul of wins as an elite. So Which is you pretty yeah, good. It's also pop quiz. How old is Ailey Ezerbeat? I think like twenty six. Yes. Made my guess. How old does Ailey Ezerbeat look though? <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it's just been around forever. 31. Like he he's should be, 31. Like, he does look you like say, he's 31. He's only 26. That's wild. Well, if you said, if you asked somebody who's older, Eurus Newhouse or, or Ailey Ezerbeat, I think a lot of people would get that question wrong. Ooh, that was the trivia question. Oh, man. Bill, you got to take, got to dive in and uh, do your, uh, that was the, uh, sorry to blow it. That was the trivia question. Well, all right, so third. Uh, Bodie, you go first this oh, time. Well, of course, I'm picking Yoris. I mean, I just, I, I, I gave my spiel. Yoris is, he, he's strong. He's, he's also a Dutch national champion. Got to have you, I think having a Dutch national champion on both your teams is strong pick. I guess I thought this was going to be more interesting. We didn't write it down. I'm too. voting for Yoris. <laughs> I am as well. And I, even, the, even if you want to go head to head, he destroyed Pim. You know, it's not even... It's not even close. It's like thirty to eighteen. Oh wow! I thought that was going to be more interesting, but I, yep. I guess I was. I thought maybe one of you guys would not pick Vanderpool, but um, anyway, guess we didn't need to write it down. <laughs> All right, so we've got the 2023-2024 first all team cyclocross first, first team. all team. Yeah, cyclocross first team. Yeah. All right. I like it. This is this is a cool category. Um, I can't wait to hear what everybody else thinks their first all team should be. Obviously, it's going to be wrong because no, it's 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 first team all. It's first team all cyclocross. First team all cyclocross. Yep. Yeah. So and it's like where it gets where it gets interesting is second team. Ooh. That's where which we don't have to do it here. We will leave that. to Okay. The, that is. We'll more leave that interesting. to the. Yeah. So we'll leave that to either. Instagram or the Slack, um, the bulletin Slack. Quit, Second team. Question, how many teams are there? Does it go third team? There's a third team. We could, but man, that's getting deep. I think second team, second team all cyclocross, I think, is is worthy. Second team all cyclocross. I'm just curious when you're when 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 the uh the, the media is making picking teams, again, just how far do they generally go? Is 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 there a third? Is there is there a fourth? Well, I want to give I you know as a good good point of reference for this. We got we have I, awards after that. As a you know, we got a I got a shout in the uh, the bulletin Slack from uh, Kodiak Rider pointing out to me that volleyball season is not over, folks. Like volleyball season one, there's a professional women's league too, but two, there's men's volleyball. And here in the Chicago area, he's a Chicago area guy. We got Loyola Ramblers. They're ranked tenth. We've got uh, Lewis University. They're ranked like fifteenth. Guys, there's only like 65 men's volleyball programs in all of the United States of America. So like, it's just hilarious. Like Loyola's like tout, they're like, we're ranked 14th. It's like, you're ranked 14th out of like 60 teams. My point being that like, when you're getting on in a ninth, like you're really dipping. You're just like, is that really an accomplishment? Like could Swack, Swack very well maybe a third team all cyclocross and like, that just doesn't see it. That doesn't jive right. So I think I think two teams, Sounds six good. riders is a good amount. Good number. Two teams, six riders. That means you can field a relay squad. Great. 
Best ball relay. Best ball relay. <laughs> um, I, all of this kind of was going off of our conversation last week with with the Hall of Fame, and and, and I don't think any of us. We started to do some research on this, but we're not in a position really to to lay down the ground, lay down absolute rules. Maybe we could lay down a little bit of groundwork for this Hall of Fame conversation. And much like you're talking about, Zach, where there aren't that many volleyball teams in the U.S., there really aren't that many historical figures to choose from that 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 would stick out as all-time great cyclocross racers because unlike road racing you really have like did they win a world championship i guess you could say how many national championships they did but then it's not like there's no equivalent of how many one day classics did you win, right? Nobody's saying, oh, well, he won no more. She won no more six times. Therefore, they're a Hall of Fame candidate, as opposed to if you did nothing else in your road racing career but won Paris Roubaix six times, you'd be like, well, that's a Hall of Fame cyclist. So I think in that way, it's really, you know, wins overall, World Cup wins, probably, and then just. Uh, trademark Michael Van Tournout jerseys. How many jerseys do you got? So, for instance, if we're if we're looking back just in the in the in the history of things, you know, like on on the women's side, Mariana Voss, you're like, well, yes, obviously, she's in. Well, I've got the numbers right? for you. There have been yeah. 33 men and 11 women who have won world championships. Uh, so do, as a first, so I guess here's, here's the first big question. Is there a number? Do we, I know I argued last week about the numbers don't matter. Let's it's more vibes. It's more overall, you know, if you're just going by numbers, it's easy here. I think numbers do matter to a bit. So is there a number of world championship wins that you are an auto lock for a hall of fame? entry Bodie's going two that's a low bar I'm saying two I well I don't know I thought about this too Bill I also thought like does winning one get you in that didn't that didn't seem right but winning two I mean I it's the combination effect did you win two and have the most victories in all time yeah because that's always that's always the major American sport hall of fame argument can you go in without winning a championship? Right. Obviously, there are people in there that have done that, but that's always the thing. It's like, you know, somebody like Charles Barkley, who I'm sure is in the Hall of Fame, but it's like the, the argument's always like, does he need that championship win to be a Hall of Famer? And in this sport, I, as, as Zach's saying, you only have 33 people. Right. And only have a- won a championship. There should be some, I think, higher bar, at least for that first ballot. Five, Zach? Is it five? Well, so I was, um, I, I, I guess I was introducing this idea and I mentioned it last week, the idea of being a first ballot Hall of Famer. And 
the idea is, so by the way it works is, you know, in baseball, um, you are not eligible for five years and then you become eligible and yeah, baseball, baseball likes to kind of, uh, they like to do some navel gazing. Like, let's be honest, especially the, uh, the keepers of the flame, the baseball sports writers, they really like to do some navel gazing and, you know, be the protectors of the history of, of baseball. Uh, and, and this is all to say that being a first ballot hall of famer is for the creme de la creme is like for the greatest of all time. Like you have to be the best to be a first ballot hall of famer. And, and that's reserved for like, you know, your Mickey Mantles, your Willie Mays, Greg Maddox, you know, like guys who just truly like transcend the sport and are just so good. Um, and not to say that if you're second or third ballot, like you're still pretty good. You're getting in the Hall of Fame. Like there's no on your plaque in Cooperstown. It's not like first ballot. So I think like one, there should be this question I, I, that we that we're having about what what bar do you have to clear? Who are the first ballot Hall of Famers? So I think when we do it, I think that would to me because we're not doing it. We're doing it retrospectively, right? We're we're almost doing like when they opened the Baseball Hall of Fame. There were a ton of guys who there was the first. Class. We have to backfill. We have to backfill. The yeah. Hall of Fame. Uh, but, you know, I think we should make a designation uh, for first ballot versus a Hall of Famer. Uh, I mean, so just to look like I think I counted three women have won three. I would pick three as like a starting point for even consideration. But three women have won at least three world championships. And I think it's like 11 men uh, with three. And and then you're like, you know, and then you look at the, the number like Wout Van Art. Good argument that he's a first ballot, but like Mario DeClerc also won three. Like, I don't know. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? So I think that would be where it gets interesting is these these edge cases. But um, Well, are you putting – I mean, that's this is where it gets political. That Not political, but the, if, are you putting that date restriction on this? So somebody like well, – somebody like Marion Anna Voss – not eligible if you're saying five years. No, I mean, I would say the year after you retire for cyclocross. We got to keep this relevant. If we're going to keep this going, we can't wait five years. Are, is the media? Are we doing this in five years? What, what, like, what if it's like, like five years since your first win, your first world's win? That way, we could put in Vanderpool right now. No, I don't like that because I mean, isn't that what the Gravel Hall of Fame is doing? They're just nominating people who are still racing. Like, oh, you won, you won Unbound. You're in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if I like that. Well, come on, Vanderpool's first ballot. Well, but we can just say that he, we can continue to say that he's a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I, I mean, I, I guess they're like, we have to, like, I don't like, I don't want to wait. Fine. I, all right, fine, fine, fine. I don't know. You guys are making a good argument because the, I mean, the more, let's be honest, like it, there's just not good video and stuff on these historic riders. And so we can't go back and watch grainy footage of so many of them racing. And I think, for our, for the fans, for people who are fans of cyclocross, the most interesting cases are going to be the people who have raced in the last 10 or 15 years, right? Like right. this I person agree. I'm watching, how can I assess their their place in history? And as an exercise in uh, entertaining content for the folks who listen to this podcast, I think I'm with you guys that I rescind my statement that they have to be retired. Yeah, I mean, so right, so for some of these, you know, writers like Devlinek and you know, Dufresne, um, Andy Dufresne, <laughs> yeah, we have, we have, we just have the numbers. All we have is numbers. I can, I mean, I have right. Cyclocross twenty. But you got some guy. So yeah, and you're right. And we don't know the sp- the sport well enough to, you know, uh, other than what we can read from Wikipedia about Roger Rondeau, who won. Th- 
the second, third, and fourth cyclocross world championship ever was also a seven-time French national champion. And you're like, fine. You're in, Raj. Congrats. <laughs> First ballot. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is sort of the talk about recency bias. But you're right, exactly. This is, we're sort of more familiar and it's more fun. And I, there's probably some, you know, some history heads out there who can sort of fill us in on some of these riders and why. I think, I think a hard part, though, is also looking at, is separating, we've talked about this, CX, like their C, the CX Hall of Fame versus just the cyclists in general, because you talk about, wow, and I think so much about his road accomplishments, too. And I'm like, oh, well, those really color because like you you add what he's done in CX and with this other stuff and you're like what a phenomenal athlete but like you know does that mean he's actually a cyclocross hall of fame and so like some of these other you know historical riders may have done a lot of stuff on the road as well and you know I guess we can look there but yeah I think we had to really focus on and be disciplined that this is the cyclocross hall of fame and 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 just those palmeras are what count and we can't so I, I say we leave this debate here, and this is where other people can chime in. If we are saying first ballot three world championships, no, does but they're this not guaranteed. Mean, like that's to even get in the to me to get in the conversation, and then we get can, in the conversation. Yeah. Okay. Does that then mean that Sven Ness is not a first ballot? Hall of Famer for cyclocross. Well, but like that's part of the. I mean, it doesn't have to be through. I'm just saying, like, I. But I that's think, a good okay. point. That is a good point. I. I guess I'm looking at like I'm not saying that Fem Van Empel is a first ballot Hall of Famer yet, and I'm not saying I. I don't know if you could argue that like uh, Niels Albert is, but uh, Sven has probably the most wins in cyclocross history. I would assume, like, right. So that's my thought. Was like, it, okay, so you don't have three, but you have this other stat. Like you, you went, you are the best in some other area, right? You have the most world cup overall victories. You're the most consistent rider over a 10 year stretch. Like that to me is, could be hall of flame worthy. And so if you don't have those two worlds, you have to look at the other things. So like Sven, you know, I mean, just the fact that we talked about Lucinda brand and her seven world champion podium streak, phenomenal, phenomenal, you know, result like that's, is that hall of fame worthy? I don't know. Quite possibly, to me, she's only at one Worlds. I, I okay. So that is something for you all to to think about. What are the qualifications? And and just from you saying that, Bodie, I'm sort of leaning back to my as sports writers who do these things, not putting us in that category, but we can pretend. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of the job, right? That's you make you have to make that argument. You have to be in advocate for who you want to go into the hall of fame. So somebody like Sven, you're like, okay, you don't have this, what were this arbitrary minimum number of world championships. So we have these other mitigating circumstances and accomplishments that are going to lift you up into that. And that's the, that's the thing. So, so, so here's your, here's your homework, dear listeners. Uh, your, your homework is to come up with your second team for the all cyclocross 23-24 all cyclocross second team members if, or or first team go first and second maybe they're different than what we came up with second your first vote first ballot hall of famers men and women 
for cyclocross? And that is a wild card question for you to think about. Just just going to throw it out there, just just to to chew on. Is there any American racer that deserves to be in the Cyclocross Hall of Fame? Anything else we want to talk about? Anything else we came in here? Oh, we were going to talk about the World Cup schedule last week. Yeah, but then <laughs> we, we don't know what it is. You know, yeah, we, 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 but then we covered. We had so much content for the Super Bowl of Sweckuary that we were good. Let's punt it to next week. We've still got all right. I, I came in here, especially with this short turnaround, and I know that this is always the 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 joke of this. Like, what are we going to talk to for talk about for an hour? And um, yeah. I think we can continue doing the podcast because we still have not um, failed in that in that mission to just start talking for an hour about this book. Uh, yeah, which we'll do again next week. So um, we'll, we'll see you all then.